0: I realize that the level of music that I open up with makes it sound like I need to come in, um, like it's a um, morning zoo show with just like you know it's uh, you know Hooter and the Beast or whatever. I, I, I realize that the volume it's it's a little jarring, um, but I have committed. Even though some of my favorite podcasts, uh, one of my favorite, one of the best is the uh, uh, Hardcore History, and Dan Carlin doesn't use anything. He just starts off right off the bat, and and then it's like, you know, let's talk about, um, you know, the king of Persia for five hours, and then he just goes. So it's sometimes it's about more about content than necessarily about flash and fluff. Hello, everybody. It's still sober with John Raven, uh, and that's me. It's uh, this episode one ninety one, and I'm gonna get. Let's uh, just. Uh, I'm recording in a, a fucking dining room. It's weird. I'm taking off my jacket. Uh, I'm recording here as opposed to the office uh, because my wife is uh my wife is uh, remodeling the office thing is i'm in a townhouse so this room is actually directly underneath the office so if you hear any noise that's um that's my wife doing stuff upstairs and we're just going to ignore it and pretend like it's like ah, oh, it's uh, it's 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 the neighbors it's not the neighbors it's my own household. That's the best part about the townhouse is is uh, you know you don't have to worry about the neighbors making too much noise. Just your immediate you know family unit. It's great. So this is where I'm at. But uh, let's get right into it because because uh, I've already kind of been you know everybody at work. And everybody around, it's 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 one of these things where that you just you just you don't really want to talk about it, you don't really want to think about it, and you're just trying to. It's like, all right, let's just go about our business and just uh, oh shit, kind of a kind of a deal, because the fear is there, and that's uh, one way to combat fear of nuclear holocaust there's only one way you know that's one way to do it. it's just a, all right let's just uh um another way is to be petrified of fear another way is to have uh, complete denial and just be like <laughs> nothing bad ever is going to happen and you guys are idiots for thinking it that's a uh, that's i've seen that seen a lot of that um but uh the only reason I bring it up is because it's... Uh, before I can get to... I felt like I, I, I'm going to get the meaningless shit I'm going to do um, at the end and talk about this now. Because I find it a, an interesting thing in relation to recovery. We're not going to talk about uh, you know war or uh, politics or um, anything that um that i'd be you know basically talking out of my ass or regurgitating you know well i read and then pull up the article and pretend that i know it but i'm like staring at it like it's a cliff notes we're not going to do that there's enough people talking out of their ass you don't need me also talking out of my ass even though that's what i do but i would rather talk out of my ass about something that i can speak to um from a Perspective of some knowledge, like I don't, you know, I. And when it comes to recovery, especially, I don't know. There's a, with a sense of dread and recovery. There's there's a, a notion that you have to deal with in the back of your head. There's the, there's the voice that kind of tells you it's you know, it's the fuck it voice that. You know, as you go on successfully in recovery and sobriety, the voice gets kind of quieter and quieter. It, it, he gets he gets tired. He never goes away, but he's just like, ugh, fine. And he just kind of occasionally, and then he becomes passive aggressive. It's less in your face about, God damn, we need a drink. And just kind of going, man, all right. Remember when we were cool, though. All right, no, let's keep doing this. But don't you remember? You remember when we were cool? I do. We're getting old. This sucks. Are you sure you don't? All right, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We could really use like it's it's very just and he's just annoying. But that voice, the demon on your back, the fuck it guy. Whenever there's something serious, or the threat, no matter how small, but you know, but but legitimate and um, something that kind of rocks you to your core, it really doesn't take a lot from that position where you're genuinely afraid to go. Well, why not? Well, does it matter, man? why are we why are we working out if we uh you know if the world's going to end and shit why do we need to look good for the world to end you know just it it's it's a it the leap in logic looks closer it's not but it looks closer so you kind of do that just like hey fuck it Sure, you don't want to go, you know, let's just go grab something. Let's get fucked up so that we're, we don't we don't think about it. What do you say? And, well, what do you say? Um, fuck off, because what typically happens in those situations is you do that. You know, if you do give in, you get a little bit of a reprieve, although it's completely ruined because you're at this point, you're in your sobriety. If you relapse, you don't get to enjoy it. That's the worst part about sobriety is it ruins relapse. Like the relapse would be so much better if you could just immediately go and guilt-free pleasure, but it's not there. That's not what happens. It's always immediately like, fuck. I mean, this feels good, but now it doesn't feel as good. And, oh, here comes the guilt. Oh, I fucked it all up. Here I am. And then you're wallowing at it and you're completely not worth it. And you're completely just, just like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. And now we're back to square one. We're actually worse than square one. We're actually lower because this sucks. So the question is, what do we do? How do we combat this? Right. I mean, we have to just keep moving on. We have to keep going. Because there's nothing you can do about it. You can't tweet it away. You can't jump on Twitter and... cancel the leader of Russia. Good luck with that. (laughs) You can't shame somebody into making it go away. It's the real world. It completely... Also... The threat of the end of the world has got to really... I wonder if it puts uh, YouTubers in any kind of perspective where it's like, oh my God, I've just spent the last six months avoiding saying certain words so I don't get demonetized. Saying so, saying Instead of saying killed or murdered, I say unalived and all these other things because I'm somewhat trying to cling to the idea of making a... Uh, Uh, all ages YouTube video about true crime where I just rehash the same stories that other people are saying, but I do it in hopes um, that I can get some ad revenue and make uh, dozens of dollars a year. Well, has it all been worth it? Anyway, these are things that I think of because I've because that's how I deflect. That's how I deal with it is I make fun of things. Um, but I'll tell you this, though. And I can't remember where it comes from. I don't remember where the story comes from. The uh, I've been trying to find it online. I'm like, where did I hear this? And I don't know where. But it has to do with um people being asked, you know, if do if you had one day left, if the world was going to end in 24 hours, like you had one one day, what would you do? You know, and this this is sort of to uh you put that out there and then you ask people and then they give their, you know, I'd fly to blah blah blah, and, you know bet all my money on in Vegas or whatever you know it's it's, it's I guess it's it's a, a, a study in a personality I don't know figure out uh, make people think about crazy scenarios uh, but an old man was asked that question you know if you had one day left to live what would you do and he said I would wind my watch now what he means by that is that back in the day people didn't have batteries in the watches you had to wind your watch every day so by him saying that if he had one day left to live what would he do I would wind my watch he would go about his day because the knowledge of the world ending was not going to change him from living his life accordingly, and that has always been an interesting. I've always been encouraged by that story. I wish I knew where I heard it, but that's all, that's an interesting concept for me. That's what you know. That's essentially what you have to do. You don't hide from things, but you don't be consumed by it. You don't use that as an excuse to go self-destruct. Because if the fear of something coming true, if the dread of, you know, world catastrophe coming causes you to destroy your life, you know, I'm going to go out with a bang, but then you don't go out like, I'm going to live life like there's no tomorrow. But then tomorrow comes. And there you are. What the fuck do you do now? It's a hell of a gamble. So what do you do? You wind your watch. Because honestly, nuclear holocaust aside... We don't know how many days we have left, right? We all could only have one day left to live. So you can't go apeshit crazy every day. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't the last day. I got one other day. I got another day, goddammit. Now I'm going to live it to my fullest. Some point you're going to get exhausted. But that's an interesting... It, but it's an interesting uh, position to be in when you when you if you really think about it that it's like you know we really should take advantage of living because every day could be your last kind of a deal. Really appreciate what you've got and what you're doing. Don't go crazy. Don't use it as an excuse to you know because the whole point. of no longer drinking yourself to death or no longer doing drugs is not because you wanted to live a boring life longer. It's so that you could live. The whole idea is not to remain sober so that your life could suck, but you'd have more of it. That's the perspective a lot of people have of sober people, but they're not in that position because normally most of us, when we become sober, we um, were goddamn train wrecks for so long that, you know, what someone would consider to be, man, I bet that's a boring life. No, it's a significantly quieter life than previously lived And it's nice. I don't know. It's pleasant. It's like, ah. Damn. I'm glad I can breathe. Glad I'm able to actually do stuff and actually be more productive and actually live and live a type of life that I didn't have before. It's, uh, It's nice, man. It's good. And I'll tell you the other thing. One of the benefits of self-destructing for about a decade, I would say, because I I wouldn't say that the the 10 of those years was really self-destructive. It was, you know, having a good time, making an occasional mistake. But then the last 10 years, that's when it's like, hey, all right, now things are getting so... 10 years of self-destruction. The... If you're like me, and you're in recovery, by the way, if you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober during all of this. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Thank you for sticking with me so far. Um, one of the benefits, one of the things I, I like to tap into, is remembering my low points and what I've, how I've made it through, and how lucky I am, because I'm a lucky motherfucker. to make it this far, and so are you, sober person. Think about all the times you should have died at this point, and somehow you made it. I think almost dying makes things, uh, I don't know, the fear of death, it, and I've said it before, that it, it's just not, uh, it's not as scary i feel like i because i've almost died like i've had to been i've been revived i've come out of nowhere like i went into nothing and then i came out of nothing a couple of times um and there's nothing like coming out of nothing and the first thing you see are paramedics you're just kind of like jesus again um so the fear of catastrophe and everything is just uh i don't know there's something about being reflective and going back to low parts when you wish you were dead and then you weren't you're disappointed that you didn't die and then it got better and then eventually appreciative that you didn't die but you get to look back and you get to see it and uh and remember what it was like to be at that level and like, well, oh, it's all right, man. I made it through some horrible times. This is, uh, what am I truly afraid of? You know, I shouldn't even be here. That's ultimately, for me, that's 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 what I like about it. It's like, I sh- hey, man, everything's been a bonus. So I'm not in denial. I'm not going to hide from it. I'm not gonna go. Everything's gonna be fine. We don't know, but uh, but I'm very appreciative of uh, being here. Huh? All right. Anyway, so now I'd like to end with uh, something that uh, some good news. Um, w- f- my day job, it's day job related good news, and it's very um, su- superfluous. Uh, superficial, it's, uh, it means jack. It doesn't mean anything. It's very small, but it's like a big win to me. What it is is that um, my job, those of you who have been uh, loyal listeners, know that I work for a company of three people. Four people, excuse me. One owner, three employees. Um, And we we rent space in a warehouse from a, a larger company that has multiple, uh, a couple of different warehouses. And we're, we do partners with, we partner with them and, and all that. But uh, we share the facilities. Uh, we share their facilities and like their break room. And in their break room, they have snacks. And they must be doing well because they have great snacks. Usually it's like really decked out like cookies, some candy, you know, um, granola trail mix. And sometimes some of their snacks kind of suck. Like they deviate. And it's almost like they get, um, they feel, um, whoever is in charge of the snack budget and the purchasing um, goes through waves of guilt because they'll have really badass snacks and like uh, like fancy cookies or, uh, you know, they'll have the packs of like the Oreo Minis and Cheez-Its and all this other stuff, and they'll go through this wave of great things. And then they go, you know what we ought to try? We ought to try some healthy food. And then they get some healthy snacks and nobody fucking eats them. They're free. You should have some. But we don't. Because we don't like the healthy snacks. It's snacks. Nobody goes, uh, where are the dried dates and... Uh, Not the trail mix that has chocolate in it, but just salted nuts, Uh, unsalted nuts. Oh, cashews, just cashews Um, and so forth and like seeds and like not like good seed, not like sunflower seeds, like some kind of fucking, you know, it's a good source of protein and it tastes like shit. Have some. Uh, So they go through these waves. Well, the wave that we just got off of was a wave of sun chips. Do you know what sun chips are? They're goddamn awful. That's what they are. They're chips that are quote-unquote healthy. Now, by healthy, they're less bad for you than regular chips. But... They're basically made out of um, they're made out of grain instead of potatoes, and that should tell you immediately what's wrong with them. They're not potato chips. They're whole grain chips. They suck, except for the French onion. The French onion sun chips um, are passable. It's like this is better than nothing. Thank you slightly better than nothing but they've been awful and they've lasted a while because you know we've we've slowly kind of fed off them and that's the problem is they don't re-up because there's plenty of chips oh there's plenty of chips left we're not eating them that's why they're still there throw them away. It's almost like I should have, had I really thought about it, I should have been throwing a bag of these fucking things away every day, or at least two every day, just wasting food. I know, but you know, come on. It's, it's like, it's like nobody's really eating them. The French onion ones go like that. They're, they're, they're gone for, so the only thing's so it's always like the regular, the regular chips are like the last ones. And it's like, look, if your chip, the regular flavor, which is like the original, you know, the, um, Hey, this is the OG chip. If nobody likes those, fuck your chip, fuck it right in its chip face. It sucks. I hate sun chips and I can't complain about it because technically I don't work for this company. I don't know even know if I'm if I'm allowed to be having these snacks. I do cuz you know it's they don't care, but they've got a snack budget whether you know I partake or not. Um, I've not been told not to. So I can't just go up, "Hey man, the fuck's up with your snacks?" Like that seems weird, right? A not your somebody who's not your employee giving you shit about employee snacks. Yeah, so I can't say anything, which is why I'm saying it here. All of this to say, they finally change. Like I said, they he goes they go through waves. The purchasing tastes, you know, it's like, hey, from what I understand, they like to go through a variety. They never get the same things over and over and over again. So we have finally, finally, moved on from sun chips, and you, I can't believe this. This is this is what we switched to. Oh my God, we have switched to Pringles. Fuck yes, yes, after a drought of good chips. We haven't had, I can't remember the last time we had good chips. I think we had, um, you know, we had Frito-Lay before they started treating their uh, employees like shit. And we moved away from them. So Frito Lay was like the last good chip, I think, and we've gone through different different things, and it's, it's been terrible. But motherfucker, Pringles, man, and it's not a lot. It's downside. It's like this. It's this little container. It's like a one fourth of a normal, you know, the normal um, tennis ball package of Pringles. So it's one fourth of that, and then that's like half. So I guess one eighth. Of a stack of Pringles, you're getting one eight. It's like, eh, it's enough. Yeah, it's, you wanna have another one, but you don't wanna be greedy. You know, little, you know, just let's take one container at a time. They got fucking Pringles and they got regular, which are great, but then they got sour cream and onion Pringles. It made my Monday. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't a great day at work. We had a lot of stuff we had to do, it sucked, but I had my Pringles. So that's what I say. Those are the, the, the two things you should do. Wind your watch and make sure you have your Pringles. Huh? Awesome. Thanks for joining me. Um, we will see you next week. StillSilverPod at gmail.com if you have any uh, questions or comments that are positive to neutral. And we'll see you next week. Later. Bye. the pierces. To earth again. Cold is creeping deep inside. Disconnect the telephone line. Gotta get away, gotta get away, get away, gotta get away, for the Lord, don't make a stay on.